You know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters. What matters to me? Well, it's that time of the year around the United States of America where it is springtime, and which means spring ball. And there's some, uh, you heard the fellas talk about a few minutes ago on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. They talk about a spring game. And uh, there's one that's kind of important to me uh, that's coming up. So it's all about spring ball for me right now. And uh, I will be there supporting my, my friend and former teammate Herman Edwards here at Arizona State University as he conducts his first spring game. Uh, this is going to be the official spring game. I think it's the last one they're going to have. They probably had a couple other ones, but it'll uh, be my first time to see old Herm and, uh, in a long time. And uh, wish him the best and, until he, you know, for some reason or other, he wins that, that Pac-10 and uh, Ohio State makes it to a, a game where they will be competing. It's the only time I'll be competing against him. Um, so I am in favor and supporting, praying for uh, him, his success, and the team's success. So uh, spring ball was what important was what important to me. Uh, you should know about this across the country. The Ohio State University Buckeyes getting ready to have a spring game too. So uh, we'll be talking about that. But uh, there's something else I wanted to say too. Uh, for those of you who may follow me on Facebook, man, I'm I, I made a, a mistake and I was. Uh, uh, I was actually out dining by myself. Uh, I had my headphones on and I uh, had them on for a second. Then the lady came over to my table, so I took my headphones off. And when I uh, took my headphones off uh, and the lady explained to me what was on the menu, it was happy hour, what was on the happy hour menu, uh, I took a little time and put my order in and came back, put my headphones on. And when I put my headphones on, I heard something that was just ridiculous. Uh it turns out that uh, I heard the end of Public Enemy's song, uh, which uh, in the context of which I heard it was very offensive. In the context of a song, it was appropriate. Uh, I simply was asking a question that anybody else heard this. Is, is this what's now going to be permitted? Uh, I'm one of those dudes, man, I'm, you know, I don't have my first dollar, but I'm, you know, I'm pretty conservative when it comes to money. If it's for somebody else, I'm going to buy you the most expensive, the best. If it's for myself, uh, I'm going to look for a sale. So, in other words, uh, I got Spotify, but I'm, I'm not paying to listen to it without commercial. So, uh, I thought I heard a commercial, but I actually I heard the song. And those of you who know that song out there, the public enemy has, uh, talking about the Ku Klux Klan and all that, that, you know, who that just got me, man, rocked my world. And so I wanted to know if anybody else out there knew about that. A couple of fellas uh, let me know, Ray, come on, man, don't you remember that? Shut them down. And, you know, I had to go back in time because I was listening to, of course, uh, you know, hip-hop uh, 90s and 2000s. And uh, sure enough, that's what, I, that's what I heard. So anyway, just wanted to let you guys know. And I appreciate all those out there who, who inboxed me, DM'd me, and let me know what was going on and, Thought I'd been hitting my head too many times and thought I was old. A whole lot of things y'all thought and y'all said. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know, good looking out. So anyway, uh, you know, there's a lot that's going on right now. But at the same time, this is a slow season in football with the exception of college football. Because college football right now is spring ball. And you've got players. on. You know, it's almost like this is when you try out. There's, there's very few times in college, you know, once they recruit you, that first year that you come, if you're one of them superstars, that they think 
you know, you could contribute to the team, you're going to get some time to play. You're either going to be on special teams or you're going to be uh, involved in the offense or the defense in some capacity. Uh, but you're going to be inserted into the lineup in some capacity immediately. If not, then what's going to happen is that year is going to go through. You may get some playing time, but then what's going to happen is spring ball and spring practice is going to come around. And it's almost like then you're going to be trying out for your team. I don't think a lot of people think about it like that when it comes to what happens in college football. Is there actually comes a time where you really seriously compete for your position and it happens in the spring. That's when the seniors who were seniors the season before, they're, they're done playing ball. They're not at spring practice. They're in the stands. And that's another beautiful thing, too, is to have the opportunity to be in the stands doing spring ball. And check out the young fellas. That, a lot of them you recruited. They're your young boys. You recruited them. And now all of a sudden, man, you're not part of the team anymore, but you are still there at school. So, you know, you up in the stands for the first time ever. As a senior that has completed all of his eligibility status, time for him to graduate, time for him to move on from the university, is now sitting there in the stands for the first time ever looking down at his former teammates. That's a good and a bad feeling at the same time. And, I, and I've experienced that. And that's, that's what's happening around the country now. But what really is happening is right now, because I, t- I heard a little bit of fellas, you know, and them, them boys from Florida, man, they got it going on. They, man, they playing ball down there. And, and you heard the fellas, man, they, they talking big stuff already. Season ain't even started. And they, man, they, they done won a national championship already down there. Do you? You know that. Hurley, I know you listening, man. I'm, you know, we're going to get this. Hurley and I got a thing we're trying to put together, something special. Like they talk about the DBs and, and the wide receivers. I mean, the DBs and, yeah, and the, and the wide receivers playing some golf. I'm talking about Florida and Ohio. We're talking about bringing them together. Y'all know a little bit about Camp McKinley High School out there. You probably already saw it on my Facebook page. You know, of course, uh, uh, the Madison McKinley rivalry, um, how it is, you know, uh, the film, uh, the documentary won an award already. But I'm trying to get them boys from Florida. I'm going to try to get them up to Canton and see, uh, see how they really play. Bring them up there and see what they could do. So, but anyway, let me get back to this spring ball competition because, man, it's a heavy thing around the country. You should go to, if you, you know, some people out there who can't get tickets for, let's say if you go, to, you, you know, you live close to Notre Dame. You live close to USC. You live close to the Ohio State University. University of, you know, that school up north. Nebraska, Oklahoma, Cal, Stanford. Let's say if you can't get tickets to those regular season games, you've never got a chance to go to a regular season game, go to a spring, an inter-squad scrimmage, go to a spring game and see them guys practice against each other. They're going to go against each other like it's, you know, they're playing against somebody else. But it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful thing, and, and you need to experience it. If you've never experienced it before, you should experience it at least once. Go to a spring game and check it out. And I'm excited about it. it, it I mean, I, I, just never, I just never really stopped to think about my experience of that, that last year and sitting up there in the stands and watching the fellas play. I never got a chance to go back to see them play as a professional athlete. I never got a chance to go back and watch the university play. You know, I, I didn't see the Buckeyes play when I was because I was in Philadelphia, so I, I couldn't do it. You know, when I was in Cleveland, I was able to go down and see 
McKinley play a game, but I was not able to get back. Even though I was in Cleveland, you know, Cleveland to Columbus, that takes too long to drive and have, have a game that I got to play the next day. That wouldn't have been smart of me to do that. So uh, I didn't get a chance to do that. Watched them on TV a couple times, but there's a difference in watching on TV and actually being there. And I, 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 that's a conversation for another day, too. But, but I just wanted to say, spring ball, get excited about it. It's something to get excited about. And for the players that are on the teams, man, spring ball is serious. That's what you make. You, man, you better handle your business. Because if you don't, when, you, when the summertime comes, you might be on. You don't want to be on the second team in spring ball. Because when, when summer comes, there's some other people that they've recruited that's going to come to the university, and you might find yourself on the third team because it might be an All-American they bring it in that they're going to put ahead of you. Now, day one, maybe not. But some of them might come in, they might, day one, they might put, insert them into the starting lineup. So you really don't want to be the backup in spring ball when you know you got some, it's almost like draft picks. You know, you, uh, what you don't ever want to do when you're playing in the NFL is you, you, you don't want them drafting somebody at a high round in your position. Because, you know, you, my personal opinion, and my man Fish will be here soon. You know that the draft is coming up, so you know Fish is going to be in here soon. Uh, you don't want them drafting people high in the draft at your position or low. You don't want them drafting people in your position, period, because it's like, okay, man, there's 11 positions out here on defense. I just got one. Why you got to draft somebody? You only got, you know, my dad, we had 12 picks. Now they only got seven. So can you imagine how uncomfortable you are if you're not starting and you're, you're a backup or maybe you are starting and they pick somebody in the first round at your position? Not wasting a first-round pick. You don't waste I don't believe in. I know the Sixers got this thing going on about the process. The process should not involve projects. Maybe the process is a project. But I don't think players should be looked at as projects. You should already be productive and, and a contributor when you come to the team. I, I just, you know, talent, you showed your potential all those years of development. You're, you've been in the process. It's time for you to be productive now. We, we stuck on these P's. Yeah, playoff production, you know, leads to, you know, championships. You know, I, I, I don't believe in this stuff about this process of projects of players that should be, you know, you know, put that guy, potential, potential to hell with that. Be productive right now. Fans are paying their money this week. Fans ain't paying their money to see what you become next year. They're at one game. Fans may get a ticket to one game. They want to see a game that they could talk about for the rest. That's what I used to feel like. I used to feel like, in fact, I used to feel this way at practice. When I went to the Ohio State University, I remember my attitude when I went in there is some of these coaches know my name. Some of them do not. I took the same attitude to pro football. When they're watching film at night, you want somebody saying, who is number 27? Who is number 24? Who, who is that? Who is that kid right there? I didn't, I, I didn't like Buddy Ryan. You know why I didn't like Buddy Ryan? I didn't like Buddy Ryan because he was so disrespectful, particularly to a black man. He's going to call us by our numbers. That didn't make sense to me. You know, or, you know, and I didn't, I, there was a job that I had one time where people called me, they tried to call me football. Football, the hell, my parents worked 
their ass off to raise a decent young man and give him a name that he could be proud of. My name is Ray Ellis. It's not football. I, of course, told Ohio State University, listen, next summer I think y'all should give that job to somebody else. Not a young black man. Give it to somebody else. Because them folks out there, they're very, they were very disrespectful. But, I, but, I, but, but, but let me just go back. Let me go back. You want to remember your name. You want, to, you want them to know who you are. If they don't know, they will know. What you will know is I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back. You're listening to Ray Elder Sports on the Voice of America Network. And Phoenix, living like it matters. And we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me? Spring ball. For the colleges and universities across the country, it's time for them to uh, play a little spring ball to determine. Uh, what their team will look like in the fall or certainly going into the summer where they'll be able to add a couple more pieces to the puzzle and uh, and they will have it figured out. Sounds like them fellas down there that you already got it figured out. I'm not so sure about that, but uh, I hope they get back to the point where they're competitive, where they're in the, the talk of the national championship uh, because when the U is in the conversation, it, it's, a, it's a good conversation. Because them fellas out there talk a lot of trash. You, you heard Hurley and the boys? Man, I'm glad, I'm glad to have them on there. But uh, I also talked about uh, your name, knowing your name a few minutes ago, because I, I said that, uh, you know, there were some people out there who who were uh, playing sports and, uh, you know, and out there and not living up to the expectations, and they got potential, and uh, you got people coming in and, your position might next day, you know, you might be gone. 
You want to come in, you want the coach, the coach don't know your name, you want the coach asking, who is that kid, what's his name, what, you know, that kid over there, number 27, number 24, you know, who is that? Who is that? And and that's what, uh, that happens a lot of times when scouts come to see ball players. They can come to a game, a scout can come to a game, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there, it's already out there, he knows it, he said it, uh, a scouts came to see me play. And when I was in high school, but I was like, the hell with, my, with me. There's somebody on the other side, y'all. If you don't know who he is, I'm going to tell you what his name is. His name is Doug Donnelly. And, of course, uh, you know, I've told the story before. The folks at Ohio State asked me, is there anybody I ever played against? I said, well, I don't know if you guys was at that game, but we did play a game against a team called Cambridge. And, man, there was this white dude out there, man, that was fast as hell. And we was hitting him, and he just kept getting up. I think he was crying at one point in time because he had a dislocated shoulder. Uh, but man, the dude was off the chain when got him. Next thing you know, he goes to Ohio State, breaks all kind of records, becomes a second round draft pick. But, uh, yeah, you, if they don't know your name, you want to make sure they know your name. One of them girls out there had a group, had a song called say my name, say my name. Okay. Say my dad. That's what you on the, listen, Muhammad Ali in the boxing ring. You know, Muhammad Ali used to beat folks, you know, and ask, you know, what's my name? You know, they're going to call him Cassius Clay. His name was Muhammad Ali. You're going to beat it out of him. But anyway, that, 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 that's, that's important. You know, um, I'll tell you what else is important. The NBA is important. The NBA is shaping up. And, and the conversation right now about the NBA is not so, you know, the NBA playoff is, you know, is, is not what a lot of people are talking about right now. You know what they're talking about a lot of right now? Some of the big boy shows is LeBron James. Of course, LeBron is going to be in the playoffs, but they're more concerned about where LeBron is going to be in the future. Let's, in, let's enjoy the man now, where he may be in the future. But I, I don't mind adding to the conversation because, you know, one of the places they're talking about, he's already in Cleveland, so I'm happy at home. My home. But my second home, you know, is Philadelphia. They talk about he may end up in Philadelphia. They say he may end up in L.A. Between the two, Philly and L.A., you know, hey, you, you need to stop hating on Philly in terms of where Philadelphia is and what Philadelphia means to, to this country and what kind of city it is. Philadelphia is one of the best cities in the United States of America. It also happens to be just a train ride. And LeBron, you know, LeBron is humble. They jumped on the train before him and the fellas. So LeBron could, you know, if he don't want to take the limo or, you know, if he don't want to drive one of the, you know, the big rides, he could drive up to New York and be in New York instead of like L.A. In L.A., it could take him two hours to go from his house to the arena. In the, when Philly, you could be in New York in two hours. Maybe about two and a half, three hours, you could be in Washington, D.C. You jump on the train, let the train do it. You know, it may be a little bit faster. It's very exciting living on the East Coast. You could be in Atlantic City. You ain't far from the water. You know, it's a different kind of beach, a different kind of weather, a little humidity. But still... The East Coast is what's happening. <laughs> you know, the, the L.A. is nice. I love it. My daughter's there. I, I love it. I love it. But I think the team in LeBron can catch a plane to, to L.A. when he needs to get there. It's the, it's the after basketball stuff they're talking about L.A. anyway. So while LeBron, I, I believe LeBron is totally focused during the season on basketball. 
That other stuff that has to happen afterwards will have to happen after the season is over. So therefore, he can go to his house in L.A., whichever the two he wants to be in. I heard it was two. And he good. He can handle his business. But during the basketball season, I'm not so sure L.A., you know, is going to win over Philly. I think it's really Philly, in my opinion, and Cleveland, not L.A. He can make it. That's why he bought those homes there in L.A. So he could, you know, when he's ready to go there, he got the homes are there. Don't necessarily have to play there. He can still accomplish what he wants to. He's been doing it. But he wants to from Philadelphia. But I really would, although, okay, now if you want to talk about the chance to win a championship with the team that he has in Cleveland, and I think he just got some help with Perkins to come over, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not going to bet against him this year. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet, you know, you could call me a homer or whatever, but I'm, I'm betting on LeBron all the time. I think he may have a better chance with the talent that's in Philadelphia if he's on that team than what he has this year. Also, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on anybody either, but, you know, Kyrie and then the fellas out in California, Durant and the fellas, you know, this just lets you know how, what's so special about LeBron. Right now, those teams are c- concerned about how far their teams will go into the playoffs because their players are not healthy. This man is incredible. This man is healthy. He's playing some of his best ball. And he's a senior citizen in the league. Playing some of his best ball. So I, I just want to say, I just think that, you know, between those two, if you look at L.A., nah, L.A.'s out of the picture. So it's Cleveland and it's Philly. Why would he stay in Cleveland if he doesn't have the help to win the other championships? It would be because of his loyalty. But he's, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about the book. Pat Riley said he's a free man now. He, he, he did what he, you know, what he was perhaps maybe in his mind, what he was morally attached to, you know, or what he was intimately attached to. That, that empathy he has for Ohio, that love, and you paid it. It's all good. You paid in full, LeBron. We're going to let you go if you want to, if that's what you want to do for you. At some point in time, we got to let people be happy. Let them do what they want to do at some point in time in their life. Sometimes you might do for mom, you might do for dad, you might do for family. But sometimes you got to be selfish and you got to do for you. We appreciate what you've done for us. We got that championship hanging up. They can't ever take that down. It's the first one ever. You did that. The next one will be the second one ever if we get it. You did. You would have been the one responsible for that. But you good, LeBron. You, you paid in full, bruh. We, we happy with that. We're so happy with that. As a matter of fact, what I was referencing is um, Pat Riley wrote a book. I think it's going to come out April 17th. And uh, and Pat Riley, you know, has, has finally acknowledged in the book that he says this, according to, the, to you know, a quote I, I read from the uh, interview, is that he 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 understands LeBron now what he had to do. 
He understands that. He for a long time, oh, he was pissed. Oh, he was pissed. Couldn't digest it. No, couldn't try. Didn't even want to try to understand it. But you know what? I'm gonna say this. This I'm taking this totally uh, another direction. But I will say this because there are times that unless you walk in a man's shoes or you go there and you see where a man comes from, you may not understand why he's so connected. But then once you go there and you feel it and you see it, you might understand it. Don't think that's what Pat did. But I think as the season went on, and this thing just, you know, kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And LeBron just was playing better and better and better. And it, and, it, and it looked like this was going to happen. And then when it happened, to see the response of the city, the county, the state, the country, to understand what LeBron and what that meant. There's not a person that has a, a human pulse who wouldn't, one time in their life, would have liked to understand what that felt like, to experience that. And, and, and the Browns shared it so much with everybody that those from that area felt like they won that championship. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a, a real life hero right there. That, that, that's, that's, that, that's comic book to life. You couldn't, you couldn't wrote a story like that. He wrote his own. And so... I'm just happy that, you know, that, that Pat said those things, that he kind of understood. Because there are many times where people like Pat, who was at, if he was at the college level, you know, the Nick Sabans, you know, the, 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 the Pete Carrolls, um, the Myers, all these coaches have left the luxury of where they lived and gone deep into the hood to get the best talent they could find in the world to help them build a winning program. And, and that's when, when you hear LeBron talk about Akron, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about you got to come meet me where I'm at. Come here. See this. I'm trying to change this through basketball. And he, and he did. He's revitalized that community. Cleveland, he's re revitalized the community all through basketball. Something very, very, very special. You get a chance to ever be a part of something like that, you want to do that. You don't want somebody to say, well, when you had the chance, LeBron James could have never gone back and lived it over and said to people, I wish I could have done it again. He, he was definitely in control, could have done it, did it. Had to go and ask to do it. Step up to them and I'm going to do this. Going back, going to do it my way. Going to do it my way and, and, and did it his way and won it. Now he's got a chance. Now this it's, is his turn now. Time for him to do it the, the way he wants to do it now. So speaking of the way he wants to do it, I told you what I think. I think Cleveland may not be the place for LeBron anymore because he wants to win more championships. He may not be able to do that with Cleveland. I don't think he could do it in L.A. I don't think the Lakers got what he needs out there. No. I don't think Doc and the Clippers are even in the conversation. But the Lakers is magic. Magic ain't playing no more. 
And Magic picked Lonzo Ball. Which, to me, I got a chance to go see Lonzo. Before I went to see Lonzo, I'm hearing all kind of names. I'm hearing Magic Johnson. I'm hearing Kobe Bryant. I'm hearing Michael Jordan. I'm hearing LeBron James. You know, I'm, this is, guy is one of those kinds of players to impact the game like that. He's going to bring Showtime back. I have not seen it yet. Have not seen it yet. Add LeBron to it. LeBron could bring some Showtime to L.A., yes, no doubt about it. But he got to, then he got to try to make it out of the West, really? With the Laker team and LeBron on it, can they make it out of the West? I don't think so. Now, if he stays in the East, in Philly, can he bring Philly to the top of the East to represent the East in the championship series against whoever comes out of the West? Yes, I think he can make that happen. Don't think, I think this year he can make it happen in Cleveland. Going forward, I don't know. I mean, look at all the games he's played. He hasn't missed a game. Look what he had to do in order to get his team to where they are now. Ask him to turn around and do that again next year and then the year after and the year after. Because, again, he lost Kyrie, so, you know, he got to do it. Kevin Love stepped up, I think it was last night, dropped about 25 on him. Good job, Kev, but my man, we love you. We need that. Oh, that's the kind of love we need from you all the time, Kev. All the time. All the time. I like Kevin Love. I just want him to step. I haven't seen out of Kevin Love what I expected to see. And he can do that. He can bring it. It's time for him to bring it. It's time for Kevin, Bur Kevin Love to turn it to Larry Bird. If you got some Larry Bird in you, bring it out of you now. We don't need Kevin McHale. We need Larry Bird out of you right now. And you got it. You can do it. I've seen it. You just got to do it again. You got to want it again. You got to have that burning desire that you, that you had when you first came, Kevin. You got to have, I'm speaking to you right now directly. Got to bring it out of you. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Phoenix Living Like It Matters. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. 
If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you're here to hear the show. You're listening to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me, spring football across the United States of America, Division I college campuses. It is that time for those teams to get themselves ready for the 19, I'm sorry, 19. Woo, listen to me. Come on, fast forward. 2018 football season. So uh, with that happening, that kind of leads to, I'm going to you know, switch gears here a little bit, get away from LeBron James, who is uh, my hero. Uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about some college football. In particular, I'm going to talk about the UCLA quarterback, who I like. Uh, as a matter of fact, if, if the Browns were to take Josh Rosen or if they would take uh, Donaldson from USC, either one of the two quarterbacks I'm okay with. But I, I guess there is an issue with the kid Josh Rosen from UCLA. You know, you can't, you know, sometimes as athletes, you can't win for losing. I mean, regardless, there's always two sides of every story. So if you present yourself in one way, at one extreme, or the middle of the road, try to take some, some show some humility and go to the middle of the road, there's still somebody's going to flip that and, and go look at it from another perspective, which is probably the negative perspective. And, and they're going to throw a little salt on it. So, so let's look at the kid. So, so. There's a couple things they, they continue to talk about. I guess his family's done well. Well, what's wrong with a family doing well? I guess it's kind of an oxymoron, a family doing well and a son playing football. That doesn't happen. Well, that's, that's not true either. We know that's some BS. In case you guys don't know, at one time, in the United States of America, there was a, a, a former college football player who was the president of the United States of America. Um. I wonder who could give me the answer to that trivia question. All righty. And he went to that school up north, I believe. So we're not going <laughs> to, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, but it's Josh, you know, for, another thing about Josh Rosen, you know, they, they identify him as a millennial. He's not the only damn millennial out there. I got two of them that I'm raising. I raise, still raising them. So, you know, and believe it or not, they're not that hard to communicate with. And in terms of, 
Uh, you know, you've got to try to keep his attention. He, he's in he's at football practice. He's on the field. He's in meetings. He better be paying attention because if he's not, his, his boat is going to get rocked. You, you, I'm sorry, you don't sit in football meetings and not pay attention. If you do, you don't sit in them very long. You'll not be a part of the program. If your interest is someplace else, they'll find you someplace else because the coach will kick you out the room and you will go someplace else. And it's not like he is the only kid out there that's smart. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't think, you know, people really stop to think about it. Look at a playbook for once in your life and, and then imagine doing everything that you have to do in that play, Brown, in that, in that playbook in, in, in the most hectic environment, the, the highest intensity, life-threatening situations you've ever been in. And, and yes, yeah, some of it is life-threatening. I, I think, you guys, there's something else I post out there, too. There was a young kid who, you know, was suffering from, you know, some, some issues related to head trauma. And, uh, you know, it took a turn for the worse. And uh, he's not doing so well now. Yeah, they awarded him like seven some million dollars, but his quality of life has been compromised, you know, due to the fact that he has some injuries and he, there was some negligence going on. And he didn't get the proper treatment at the right time. And it, he was on the football. He happened on the football field. So I'm just saying to you, you need to be paying attention when you're on the football field, because, you know, consequently, you could end up being very seriously hurt if you're not paying attention and you not you're not doing your assignments. So I doubt that this dude is going to be negligent in his assignments. He's going to be paying attention. And as I said, if he's not paying attention, he's not going to be playing. And I'm also saying that you know that he's not the only one out there that's somewhat intelligent. They all are intelligent. That old myth about dumb jocks, there are no dumb jocks. As a matter of fact, if, if they're so dumb, then they probably become ineligible and then they can't play. So, you know, they do have to not only you know, play football, but they've got to also make sure they do their schoolwork. So they're, they, they, got a, they got another book out there that they're into every day that those people that are sitting in the stands and watching on TV, you don't, you don't know anything about that book. You might be in my classroom with me, but you, this other book I got, you don't, you don't have to, you know, get an A in that book. I take tremendous pride in it. I think I got... Winning performance just about a tw twice, two times in my life. At four years ago, I said I didn't get a winning performance. And, uh, and I think that I might have got what we called about a B. No, I didn't get an A. But every other time, phew, got winning performances. Uh, very happy about that. So it ain't about me. It's about this young man right here. And uh, let, let me just say this. When I, when I, when I, when I think about... This young man. And then, of course, you know, there's all these sessions that you sit in and, and then there's some some information from a session that comes out or some interviews and people may ask you some questions and you answer the questions. And we answer questions. And I'm going to say what this young man said. And um, Josh Rosen said, I'm the best quarterback in the draft. Now, here's the thing about it. There is that there should not be a person that is at the combine that when they ask you about who you are and at the position that you play, that you shouldn't be confident enough to say that you're the best person at this position. You, that's the way you got if – you, if you're on the football field in the National Football League or in the 
NBA or in baseball, I'm assuming it's the same way in hockey. I doubt that you feel there's anybody else on that court, on that field that's better than you. You may not say it all the time because very few times do people ask you that question. But when asked that question, you you really don't want to, you know, every now, I mean, basketball, it, because it's so few people who play and it's very obvious to see who is the best person on the court. You hear people say LeBron James is the best basketball player in the world. You hear that. Very seldom at any other sports do you hear that about. In the boxing ring, you hear that. Pound for pound, the best boxer that there is. You know, you, you do Hussein Bolt, the fastest man in the world. But, but football, very few times you hear somebody say that. And also football is such a team sport that we're always taught that it's about the team. It's not about the, you individually. You know, I, I, I doubt that there, every person that has, again, made it to the National Football League has been on a football team at a lower level, whether it be high school or college, where they've probably not just been the best at their position, they've probably been the best on the team. And very seldom did you ever read anything in a newspaper where you hear them say, I'm the best person on the team. We just, we're, we're not conditioned to do that. That, that's not a, it's, it's about the team. So when, when you read this headline, that headline will be something that can stay with him or come back to haunt him. That he is the best quarterback in the draft and performs like such. And you could, he could say, I told you. Or that headline is going to come back to haunt him because he's not going to be the best quarterback in the draft. And somebody's going to come back and remind him. Do you remember in the 2018, prior to the draft, you said you were the best quarterback in the draft? And uh, according to you know what you've been doing the last few years, doesn't look like that. I don't want that to happen to him. I, I, I'm happy for him that he would step up and say, I'm the best quarterback in the draft. You should take me. I'm going to make your team better. You, ha- you, you can't play this game and not have a sense of confidence. When you throw that, when you throw the, when you're a quarterback, when you throw the ball, you're throwing it to a man. There's another man on the other side of the field, at least one, whose job is to keep his eye on that person, whether it be zone or if it's man to man. Because once he crosses a certain place on the field, he's entered to another person's zone who's responsible for that. So it's either one or two people that are responsible for that receiver when he's on that field at all the times, that quarterback is feeling confident that he can throw that. I'm going to throw this ball and my man is going to catch it. I'm going to throw it to him. I'm going to put it in such a position that nobody else can touch the ball. He's got to have confidence to do that. And then the confidence he has it is he lets it go. See, that's one thing about the National Football League. When you watch quarterbacks, and a lot of times they may take sacks, which I don't, you know, of all, I can't believe of all this stuff that's going on with concussions that we haven't, somebody hasn't sat down and said, particularly with the quarterback, who's the most protected guy out on the field, that the quarterback is not allowed to throw the ball away. What in the hell is, I mean, that's the easiest rule change you should have made of all of them you make. Why do you make your quarterback hold on to the ball in the pocket and subject himself to additional hits he doesn't have to take? If the quarterback throws the ball away, it's still an incompletion. You've accomplished what you want. He didn't complete the pass. 
So for health reasons, why don't you let him throw the ball away? An intentional grounding, so what? He threw it into the dirt intentionally, yes, but he did not complete a pass. Saved his health. He didn't have to take a hit. You should. That's one of the stupidest rules that I think we have. You, you should get a, they should be, if they're in the pocket, somebody's coming at them, nobody's open, I don't want to get hit, let me throw the ball away and not penalize me. Or maybe, you know, just, yeah, just let me throw the ball away. Just, just let me throw the ball away. But, I, I'm, but I'm happy that Josh stood up the way he did, said he's the best quarterback in the draft. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with him being millennials. You know, you know, the only thing that these millennials have the ability to do is things faster than we did them. Nothing's changed. They're still doing the same thing. They're just getting the information, and, and they're just doing it. They're accomplishing it faster. That's all because of the technology. Technology has just sped everything up. It's still doing the same thing. It's just doing everything faster. More, you know, gives you more time that you can do other things. So the faster you do it, you know, it's used to have to get home to watch the game. Now you don't have to get home to watch the game. You can watch the game on your phone. You can watch the game on your PC. You can watch the game on your laptop. So they're still able to get that same promotional ad to you that they want you to see. That work that, you know, that, that snail mail, okay, no, you just hit push, boom, shoot, send a text. You know, send an email. It's out there. Twitter, Snapchat, FaceTime, you know, all that stuff. You know, we just, it's, we're doing the same things. We're just doing it faster. That's all. I'm going to take this break. It's no faster than the last break, but I'm going to take it at this time. I think it is because I was went a couple seconds over, a couple minutes over the last time. So you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like a man. So we'll take this break and be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. Here's the rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me? Spring ball. 
spring football across the United States of America is a great time, particularly for those people who maybe don't get a chance to get out and see the teams play. Go to a spring game. They're not playing against somebody else. They're playing against it's an inner squad scrimmage, but it still is some of the top players in the world are playing against each other, and, and it's, it's worth the, the money and, and the time. It, it truly is. And, and then for the guys uh, who are in their senior year, it's an emotional time for them because they're getting a chance to see their, their friends, their family uh, for the last time. So, uh, by the way, um, <clears throat> I, I wanted to say something. There was a, a film that I, I didn't catch at all, but uh, I, I'm online and I noticed that it's, uh, it's, uh, it's being promoted out there, certainly on NBA.com I see it. Uh, it's reminding you that uh, HBO Films presents Paternal. And, and we know what, what that movie is all about, but uh, I think it's Al Pacino. I'm an Al Pacino fan, and uh, I, I, I think he's a good actor. And I think he did a good job. Well, there's some things in the movie that you hear uh, that I certainly didn't read, so it does give you a little bit more insight to you know some of the stuff that happened. Uh, but the, the same results. Um, it's uh, a film based upon what happened at Penn State, and uh, although the you know all the bad things that happened at Penn State, uh, well, the real bad thing that happened with the uh, the boys being molested, Joe Paterno, the coach, Joe did not do that, but uh, according to the film, Joe was aware that some stuff was going on. Um, and as we know, um, Joe was fired. I think the director was fired. Uh, I think the president may have been fired, too. I'm not sure. But I, I, the athletic director, I think, was fired. But <clears throat> Penn State is now program. You know, it's, it's, things are about programs. Programs will sustain themselves. It was bigger than Joe. Penn State University is bigger than Joe Paterno. It's bigger than any president they had. I think it was the president who, who, was, who was fired, too. It's bigger than any president they ever had. It's bigger than, you know, any player they ever had. Penn State is Penn State University. It wasn't going anywhere. The people that love the university, they love the university because players come and go. That, that's one thing about a lot of things in life. When they're attached to human beings, human beings come and they go. That's one thing about, I look at the sports, and I, I may have said this before, but, you know, sports is one of those things that there's very few times, like, I don't know if we applaud or we can say what's the best Porsche they ever built. But in life, in human, you know, we want to talk about the best human being that ever played basketball, the best human being that ever played football, baseball, you know, stuff like that. But then the next thing you know, somebody comes along a few years later and they're better than that person. And, and programs, so it's like in sports, the best, they, they got bronze heads in Canton, Ohio, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. A bronze statue, their head. It's supposed to be the best to ever play the game. But then somebody will come and break their records and then there'll be somebody who's better than them. The games will survive. That's all I'm trying to say about Penn State University. We got a young man out here who may be the first pick of the draft. Penn State's name is back at top of the best, producing the best athletes in college football. 
Saquon Barkley, I, I want the Browns to draft him first and then get a quarterback. That's what I want to do. You got a decent quarterback now. He can win a couple games for you right now. We're, we're okay. Then when you get one of these young boys that will come in, we could, you know, don't throw them into the fire. Let them wait a little bit. But the program did survive. What happened to those young boys was so tragic. Oh, I just think if somebody ever did that to my kids, what I would do. So, um, but the but the film was a good. It is I'm, what I'm trying to say is if you have time to watch it on HBO, Paternal is a good movie. You already know what it's all about. They just give it to you on on the screen, and it caught my attention. I didn't get I didn't get a chance to see it all, but I did get to see it, and it was uh, some of the Al Pacino's in it. My goodness. And Al kind of looks like Joe. <laughs> yeah, he does. And uh, is, is, I mean, he really got into the character, did a great job of getting into the character. Okay, listen, I, I don't have very much time left. Um, I've just got a couple minutes left. And uh, so uh, bear with me here. Uh, technology is such that uh, it's not going to get the best of me. Uh, I want to get to a little bit more football, you know, and, and talking about. There was one thing that I wanted to say because I, I saw some stuff out there, and, and it was in doing New England Patriots. And is there any reason that we think anybody else is going to win the East, AFC East, besides the Patriots? I mean, it's the offseason. They've, they've lost some people. But do you expect, really, Tom Brady getting up there, his legacy, very important to him? Bill, you know his legacy is important to him. Kraft, you know his legacy is important to him. Do you really think they're going to get worse in this offseason? They've lost some people. But now you're about to see what it is that is what they call the Patriot way because they're going to be able to. I'm telling you, Belichick's going to fill those gaps. Belichick's going to put a team out there next year that's going to be competitive, that's going to be in contention for the Super Bowl, certainly the playoffs, but to win the NFC East, AFC East, and, and to go deep into the playoffs and probably be expected, you know, to be there when it's come time for the AFC Championship. And to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl again. You're about this offseason, you're about to see what it is that they call the Patriot way because it's the way that they're going to bring a team together and get that team ready to play next year. After going to a Super Bowl and, and losing in dramatic form, I'm about to be a homer to my boys, the Philadelphia Eagles. But that's not going to keep them down. They feel as if they should have won that Super Bowl. They feel as if they won that Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but, you know, they did enough things that they feel they should have won that Super Bowl. They were, they were right there at the end. As a matter of fact, they had the ball. You, you know it. So they felt as if they were right there and a, a play here or there. They could have won it. And that is true. That, that, that is true. So, um, but, but, again, is it going to be the New England Patriots in the NFC East? Are they going to be, again, representing the AFC in the Super Bowl next year? Has anybody done anything to make you think that, oh, no, they will be there next year? Not the Patriots, but they will be there. I don't think nobody's done anything to change my mind. Not as of yet. 
Nothing's been done. Let me go back to the, to the quarterbacks. Who's out there? Who, who, you guys heard me. I, I kind of dropped that on you. Saquon Barkley, Cleveland Browns, first pick, draft. Go get him. I don't know why this thing about no uh, <laughs> nobody wants you to pick a quarterback with your pick in the first round. Nobody wants you to pick a running back with a quarterback in your first round. So now it's the, the offensive linemen have become the pretty boys of the league, and you got to go get you an offensive lineman. Is that what it's turned into now? Spend it on an offensive lineman. I believe you do it. The game is one in the trenches. You can't pass. You can't run. If you can't control the line of scrimmage, you can't do either one of them. You can't pass, you can't run. And at the same time, on the defense, if you can't stop the pass, you can't stop the run with your defense alignment, you can't win a game either. So the big fellas up front are extremely important. But there's a reason why they call those other positions skilled positions. Quarterback, wide receiver, running back, defensive backs. Skilled. So we'll, we'll see who, who ends up uh, having the most skill next year in the NFL and also at these college campuses this spring, during spring ball. And uh, all you guys helped me uh, welcome Coach Herm Edwards to ASU. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like a matter is. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.